Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. It is Kate, your host, and I am so thrilled and honored that you are here today, and I am feeling real good today, ready to record. I had a little bit of an afternoon energize. I have been blasting Taylor Swift. I cannot decide which one is my favorite on the album. It changes every single day. Um, but today's episode, I think, is going to resonate with so many of you because we're going to talk about perfectionism. And this is something that I have really struggled with in my life in the past. I have come so far in perfectionism. But I think the difficult thing with ditching perfectionism is that I don't think we ever fully ditch it. I think that it is something, if you are a perfectionist, that it it's going to stick with you and it's going to rear its head in interesting ways throughout your life. And I know for myself in working through perfectionism over the years through self-growth and podcast therapy, all of the things is that the way that I have really started to uncover and unveil and really truly ditch my perfectionism and be recognized when be able to recognize when it's rearing its ugly head is by learning to trust my intuition and to trust my genius. And so I think this is just going to be a, an eye-opening episode for you if you struggle with perfectionism and you struggle with trusting your intuition or trusting your gut or honestly doing what you want to do to better your life. So let's kind of dig into this. All right. I want to give you a little bit of context of my story with perfectionism so that when I share my story, you can see your story in it because there's just so much power in our stories and in our relatability in this realm. So when I was in, I'd say my teens, my senior year of high school into my very early twenties was like the height of my perfectionism and anxiety. And for me, it really manifested in physical in how I looked. So I was a perfectionist when it came to my weight. I was a perfectionist when it came to what I ate, how I exercised, obviously very borderline, probably eating disorder. I never had like a full-blown eating disorder or anything like that, but definitely disordered thinking around it in the idea that I would be happier. I would be better. I would have more friends. I'd be more successful, the skinnier, the thinner, the prettier that I was. And that then, you know, led into other things of like this idea of always having to be perfect in the perfect weight and go to all of the perfect fitness classes and do all the things, you know, my freshman year of college, when most people are out getting absolutely hammered, which 
I did that a few times too. Um, I was like obsessed with getting a 4.0 my freshman year of college. And maybe it was because there was like so many changes and all these things going on. But my kind of obsession with perfectly clean eating over exercising really tied into getting that 4.0, getting perfect grades and like just trying to be little miss perfect. And the very first time that I ever went to therapy was actually my freshman year, because I just remember thinking, I can't live like this. Like I can't live like this. I can't, you know, stay stuck here. And I was about to study abroad and I really wanted to just like go and have fun. And I was like, I don't want to go abroad and like be worried about what I weigh and all this shit. So I went and I talked to a therapist about it. And it was the first time I kind of started to peel back these layers of perfectionism and started to trust my intuition. Now, of course, that'd be cool if in my early twenties, I could, you know, snap my fingers and that's where I figured it out. But there was a few more things along the way where I've kind of uncovered this idea of perfectionism. Are you a mom? Are you listening to this right now? And are you someone who spent hundreds of dollars on online courses? Now, before I go into this next piece of of uncovering my perfectionism and you seeing your story in it, I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on online courses. I am someone that is a huge believer in online courses, coaching, mentorship, all of the things. But I do think that with anything in life, there's a fine line between you're getting something out of it and it's benefiting you. And then it's too much of something, right? Like too much of anything is not a good thing. And so when I was entering motherhood, I took all of these online courses. I took sleep courses and eating courses and surviving the newborn courses. Like all of these experts told me to take these courses to quote unquote, make motherhood easier. So I took all these courses and I read all of these books and I did all these things thinking, okay, if I can equip myself, like I'm going to be able to like nail this motherhood thing, which again, not a bad thing. I'm not a baby person. I don't have a background with babies. So I did need some context of it, but early into being a mom, I realized very quickly within, you know, the first five, six months, maybe that's not quick to you, but to me, I think I've woken up a lot faster than a lot of women I know. I realized that in trying to do all these courses and follow all this advice, I was not listening to my own mother's intuition. I was getting caught up then in the comparison trap because so-and-so took so-and-so's course and her baby was sleeping and taking perfect naps, but my daughter wasn't taking perfect naps or so-and-so took this course and her baby was eating that and my baby wasn't eating this. And what I realized was I was not trusting my mother's intuition that like, I knew my daughter, I knew what she needed. I knew that her naps were not going to be as long as others because that's just not who she is. Like, and yes, these things can be corrected. And I've, you know, literally had people talk about sleep courses on this, on this podcast before. But what I'm saying is take a peek at your life. Are you too dependent on other people 100% telling you what to do where you're not listening to your own intuition? And again, I do believe that you need to learn and grow and have mentors and have these people, but there becomes a piece where people become too reliable on those guides. And I know for myself, 
even in to relate this to my business, I have a mentor. I have someone who helps me. But at the end of the day, I don't rely on her to make my shit happen, to make my business grow. I don't rely on her. At the end of the day, I take the tools that she's taught me, that I learn from her, that I ask for feedback. And then I listen to myself and my intuition to take the scary leaps and to do the next thing in order to move my life, my business, motherhood, all of the things forward. And so I just want you to think about that as you're listening to this today is, are you depending too much on these gurus or these experts? And then you're not actually applying what you're learning so that then you can actually listen to your intuition because your intuition is so freaking key in building a life that you actually want to live. Because if you're not following your intuition, you're going to follow someone else's. And if you're following somebody else's intuition, you're going to end up down a road that you don't want to go down, quite frankly. And that's certainly not what we want. And so I actually today had my first therapy appointment to kind of start to uncover some of this birth trauma that I've gone through with my daughter. And it was such a great conversation with this therapist that I saw. And I I think I'm really going to like her. And we kind of were digging in a bit to this idea of perfectionism in regards to my birth and how part of what I've realized with this traumatic birth was, yes, there were certain things that were very traumatic, but also it's sort of this overarch of, well, I didn't do enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't prepared enough. If I would have done X, Y, Z, I could have done this or C, it's just never good enough. And that's what perfectionism does to you. Perfectionism is this voice in your head that constantly tells you, you are not enough. And you can apply this to whatever it is in your life where you feel like you're falling short If the voice of perfectionism is too loud, you're never going to be able to hear your intuition and you're never going to have that intuition to guide you to bigger things in your life. If all you're hearing is the negative voice of perfectionism telling you that if you were more or you were enough, you'd accomplish X, Y, Z by now. And today my therapist said to me that she's like, you know, Caitlin, our brains are always searching for meaning for everything. Every single thing in our life, we're always searching to like find meaning for it, put it into a box, put a pretty bow on it, put it on the shelf and walk away from it. And when it comes to something like perfectionism, you you can't find meaning in it because it's it's half the time it's not a real voice. It is a negative limiting belief that's coming up. And why do negative limiting beliefs come up? They come up to keep us safe and to keep us small and to keep us complacent because if we're safe and we're small and we're complacent, well, then we're, then we're not doing anything scary and we're not rocking the boat. But if you never rock the boat and you never get scared and you never take a step forward, you stay stuck. And if you stay stuck, oof, that's a scary place to be, right? Because if you're not growing, you're dying, right? And of course, that seems kind of black and white, but we don't want to stay in one place. And we certainly don't want to listen to this perfectionist voice that's just going to tell you that you're never freaking good enough because you are good enough. You are a human being on this planet, you are worthy and you are capable and you are strong and you are deserving of the things that you want in your life. And this isn't about being perfect. It's about taking imperfect action every single day in order to get to the goal and the dream and the thing that you want. All right. And so here's the deal. Events happen. Today, when my therapist and I were talking about this, she was like, events happen. Things happen. 
birth plans go wrong. You get lost on the road, right? You take a wrong turn. That is just life. And I know for myself, this perfectionist voice that's that's put me down over the years and I've really learned to shut her up and not shut her up, but quiet her so I can raise the vibration and listen to my intuition is that events just happen. You're going to miss goals. People are going to cheat on you. You're going to get fired. Like life doesn't play favorites and life is always going to deal you something that's difficult. It's going to give you at some point a hand, a deal that you're like, I don't want to hold these cards, but they're the cards that you are dealt. And it doesn't mean that if you're dealt these cards, that you're this horrendous, horrible person or that you're not good enough. It just means you got to learn how to play the game and put down the next card so that you can move forward in your life. It's not a matter of not being enough. It's a matter of realizing that you have inherent value right now. And when you appreciate that inherent value, you quiet that voice of perfectionism. You raise it, uh, the vibration of being available to hear your intuition. And I believe when you can hear your intuition, you can start actually course correcting and going towards the goals that you want to achieve. So how have I really learned and how am I still learning how to listen to my intuition, quiet my perfectionism and really move forward in listening to this? Because I think the question to ask yourself when you're trying to kind of get quiet and you're trying to listen to that intuition and shut up the perfectionism is ask yourself, why? Is there a goal that you're trying to reach? Is there something in your business Is it a weight loss goal? I don't know what the goal is, but think of a goal in your head right now that you have. Maybe it's an end of the year goal. Get quiet and ask yourself, why do you want that goal? Then when you answer that question, answer it again, why? And then when you answer the question, why? And I know that that seems really simple, but it's a really powerful exercise. And I think this is a great thing to do with like a notebook. You could record yourself. But get to that deeper meaning until you can't get any deeper as to why are you doing the thing, okay? And when you can get to that question and you feel like you truly can't get any deeper into the answer, now you have some context of how can you shift, how can you course correct, and how can you move forward from this answer, All right, friend, if you have been listening to the Kate take for any length of time, you know that I am one proud mom and I have an 18 month old daughter. You also have heard me share on this podcast, how much bringing her into this world has truly impacted my life in so many positive ways, but also really rocked my world for a while there. And it's something that I'm still working through. And what I have realized is that there is so much power in community and sharing our stories and specifically specifically in this realm of sharing my experience going through birth trauma and going through therapy and doing all the things to kind of find myself again after becoming a mom and going through this. And I am so excited to bring this to you. 
because I just know that every single time I share about this experience, my inbox is flooded with women saying, you're reading my mind. That's exactly how I feel. Like you're taking the words right out of my mouth. And so I'm really excited because I'm going to be leading at the end of the month, a three day masterclass to finding fulfillment in your health and fitness routine after birth trauma. And I am calling it build back better mama three-day masterclass. And who is this for? This is for somebody who's gone through a traumatic birth experience and feels like nobody understands what they went through. This is for the woman who maybe had a great routine before she became a mom, but now that she's a mom, she feels scattered. She feels like her health and fitness routine is all over the place and she's struggling getting that consistency going. This is also for the woman who's navigating that messy middle of the emotional and physical trauma from her birth and just really wants to be in a community and learn from someone and talk with someone who's been through this themselves. And more than anything, this is a masterclass and this is a series for a woman who's just seeking a way to find fulfillment in her health and fitness routine in this new season of life. And she just truly wants to do it alongside a community that gets it. If that's you, if that's someone that you know, then I want to let you know that starting on Tuesday, November 29th through Thursday, December 1st, I'm going to be sharing a three-day masterclass sharing everything that I've been doing over the last 18 months to find joy, purpose, and fulfillment in my health and healing routine. So if you have felt alone in your postpartum journey since experiencing a traumatic birth, you want the community, you want connection, you want some tools in your tool belt to move your life forward, then this is the masterclass for you. This is totally free. This is going to be an awesome space, a community that we can build together, and I'm going to provide you some value and education so that you can move your needle forward towards health and happiness. You can get access to this class in the show notes underneath the link, build back better mama, or head over to my social media and I will link it there. Again, this is a free masterclass, just me sharing from one mama to another, the things that I've been doing over the past 18 months to solidify my health and fitness routine and heal my body, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, all the things. And we can be in this community together. So if that interests you, head to the show notes, click on the Build Back Better Mama link, drop your email, and that masterclass is going to kick off on Tuesday, November 29th, and all of the details will be sent to you after you drop your email. So I cannot wait. Let's freaking do it, and I'll see you in the masterclass, Mama. So here's an example for me of a few years ago when I had to get really crystal clear on why I was doing what I was doing. At the time, it was around, gosh, probably 2017 or so, uh, I started grad school. And I was a second-year teacher or third-year teacher at this point. And I had a conversation with my sister, and she has her master's degree. And she went to this certain school, and she's like, hey, like, have you thought about um, doing grad school, you know, like you're, you're a couple years into teaching. Do you want to meet up and talk about it? And I was like, sure. So we met up, we talked about it. She gave me the pamphlet. I read into it and it was an exciting program. And at the time at my school um, where I taught, uh, literally all my colleagues were getting their master's or finishing their master's or had their master's degree. Because for me as a teacher in my former career, the path that you took was you go to college, you student teach, you graduate, you get a job, you teach for two years, you get your master's degree, you move over a few lanes to get paid more money 
quote unquote. And then you're going to, you know, teach forever. And then when you're at the end of your career, you retire and every single student that ever changed your life comes to your retirement party and they sing your praises and you have this amazing goodbye. And then you whisk your way off into retirement and you love your pension. That was a story. That's what everybody did. And for me personally, and again, I need to say I'm not putting down anyone's master's degrees or PhDs or higher education. I think if that is what your intuition tells you to do or your career, you need to do it, go for it. But I look back now and I 100% went to grad school because of what my colleagues were doing and because of what my family did. Both my sisters are super accomplished. They both have their master's degrees. One of my sisters has her PhD. My dad has a couple master's degree. He has his PhD. So it was like what we did. And I now can look back and say, Woo, you were really doing that because other people did it. And you feel like you had to kind of fit into that. But let me tell you that this experience, I don't regret it. So if you're going down a path right now that you're like, I just don't know if this is right for me, like keep, sometimes you need to keep going down that path so that your intuition starts to just scream louder. And again, to tie this to the perfectionism, well, of course, my little perfect, you know, mindset of what everyone else is doing, I had to do the picture perfect thing of what teachers do and get getting that master's degree was a piece of it. But every single Monday night when I drove to that class after teaching all day and it was dark out and it was pitch black when I left school and it was pitch black when I got home and I was doing my homework on side of, you know, teaching and building my coaching business, like every single Monday night, I sat there with a pit in my stomach and every single Monday night, instead of, you know, I was engaged in the curriculum. I really enjoyed the topic. But I sometimes was sitting there working on my coaching business. I was sitting there thinking about what my next mentorship was going to look like for my team. I was sitting there thinking about the woman who just signed up earlier that day with her, you know, fitness solution. And she was going to start my boot camp. And I was so excited for her. I wasn't a hundred percent in, and I'm not saying you're always a hundred percent attentive in every single thing that you do, but if you are in a situation right now where your mind, you, here's the deal, you know, when your intuition is screaming and mine was screaming at me, but I kept shoving it down because I, in my head had to get this fucking master's degree until one day I finally kind of cracked. And I was actually at my friend's house, Molly's house and with her husband, Steve, and I was talking to them like about my big dreams of coaching and my business was really taking off. And it was like, I had gotten a paycheck that week and my paycheck was like two times more, three times more than my teaching paycheck was. And I was doing the math of what I was paying to go to grad school and I could pay it in full with the the income I was making from my business. And then I still had money left over from my business, like within that semester. And I was like doing the math and I was thinking about this pit in my stomach. And I was thinking about ultimately what I wanted and how I felt kind of stuck in the classroom. But I didn't know if I wanted to take this scary leap to like be a coach full time. Like, oh my gosh, like what if I took this new path? I went to school for this. Like I'm technically in grad school for this. And I really just like had a moment with Molly and Steve and I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And they were like, then don't do it. And it was like hearing somebody else give me that permission was like, oh, I don't have to do it. My intuition has been guiding me here and I don't have to be perfect 
And again, no one's putting this pressure on you half the time, except for yourself. Even at, you know, I was like 25 at this time I got in the car, I drove home. It was late. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I don't want to do grad school. And she was like, okay. I was like, would you be disappointed if I quit? She was like, no, like if you don't want to do grad school, don't do it. I remember being like, yeah, but everybody else has a master's. And she was like, that's fine. Like, don't do it then. And the next day I put in my email to my, you know, people at the university. And I was like, I'm not coming back. Like, thank you for a great experience, but I'm not going to continue to pursue my master's degree. And so sometimes we need to realize that we are dulling our desires for others' expectations. And if you are constantly dulling your desires for others' expectations or society's expectations or what someone is saying you should do, you're never going to get clear and hear your own intuition if you are following other people's paths because you feel like you should be doing that. Again, I'm not putting down guides or experts or courses or any of those things. But what I'm saying is, what do you actually want? What do you actually want to do with your life? You have one shot on this earth. If you are in a career where you feel stuck, if you are in a situation with your work-life balance where it is not okay, if you're in a sticky spot in your marriage and you've either got to sink or swim, like you got to swim together or you got to figure it out, like what are you waiting for? What are you freaking waiting for? Because you are not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed next week. And if you don't get quiet enough to actually hear your intuition, if you don't get brave enough to shut up the perfectionist in your head to actually realize what you want to do, well, you're going to wake up one day if God blesses you with more time on this earth and you're going to be like, what did I do? And the craziest thing to me is when I quit grad school, I had so many people. And even to this day, I was just with a friend the other day. That's like, I wish I would have quit grad school. I knew the whole time I didn't want to do it. Um, People will be like, when you take that bravery step to quit something or shift or do something, you're going to find so many other people that wish that they would have had your bravery. When I quit teaching, my whole team that year of middle school, they had all been veteran teachers, like 20 plus years. And every single one of those teachers on my team, literally every single one said, I wish I would have done something like that when I was your age. And thank God I did it because I've been able then to, you know, go into a career that I love and, and I really love this entrepreneurial space. But, and whatever it is for you, think about it. Like, don't wake up 10 years from now and wish that you would have done the scary thing. So I've been kind of digging into this a bit. How do we listen to our intuition? How do we shut down perfectionism so that we can really trust ourselves, trust our genius and step into who we're meant to be? So the first tip that I have for you is to get quiet and reflect. I was listening to some Gabby Bernstein podcast. Gabby Bernstein is as like woo woo as it gets, but she, she knows her shit. I love her book. The universe has your back. It was one of my first personal development books. I still think is an excellent book to like learn to trust your intuition. But on one of her recent podcasts, she said that you can't recognize guidance unless you slow down enough in this moment to receive it. And so if you are constantly go, 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 
take a minute. Have you taken a second to rest lately, to actually recharge, to not be, you know, changing diapers and coordinating schedules and planning holiday outfits? Like take a minute to genuinely get quiet with yourself and reflect because you can't receive guidance from God or the universe or your, your, you know, your intuition. I think all those things are connected. If you don't slow down enough to receive it in the moment. Um, I think the second thing is to say no more. We oftentimes say yes to everything because we want to people please and we want people to love us. And we feel like if we say no, we're going to hurt people's feelings. That's just not true. Get your bravery muscle going and say no when you need to, especially this time of year. At the time of this recording, it is the beginning of November and your schedule is about to get full with the holidays. Say no when you need to. My husband and I have said no to several family events lately. We've said no to other things like that would be fun. We're just like, no, I really need to like hone in our energy this time of year when it's really easy to say yes to everything and not just fill our calendar with everything because we can. And I think when you can practice saying no in those smaller moments, um, you know, maybe your girlfriends invite you to dinner. The other day, this happened to me. My two best friends invited me to dinner and I wanted to, even for me as an extrovert. And I was like, girls, I just, I need a night to myself. And they're like, okay, love you. See you later. You know, so get good at saying no to little things so that when big things come up, like maybe there's a promotion that you're up for and it would be you know, a massive opportunity for your career, but it would be detrimental for the time that you spend with your family and you really value that time with your family. Well, work on saying no lots of other times. So like maybe you're saying no to that promotion so you can put your family first. That's an okay thing to do, but you have to work on your no muscle in order to say it to bigger things later. Like I said no to grad school or like I said no to continuing my teaching career. That came from a series of learning to draw boundaries and say no when I needed to and saying yes to things that scared me. And then the third thing that I think really helps shut down perfectionism and helps you trust your intuition is to trust your genius. Trust your genius. I heard this a few months ago at a conference that I was at. There's these guys called the Category Pirates. They're experts in niching down and, you know, really getting crystal clear on who your customers are. And it's a fantastic book. I actually am reading their book right now called Category Design. But they talk about trusting your genius. And in a world where it's so easy to compare with social media, you got to trust your genius. You, you need to trust that you have smarts, you have brains in your head. You've got a heart that nobody else has. That is so fucking cool. So you need to really start to trust your genius because when you can do that, you can start to trust yourself. And when you trust your genius, you're going to shut down that voice of perfectionism because you're going to realize that that is a false narrative. That is your limiting beliefs, looking and clinging on to something to say, see, 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 stay safe, stay small. But when you trust your genius, you shut that voice up because you know you freaking got it. So, and you don't compare yourself because you realize if she did it, 
I can do it too. And it, it really creates an abundant mindset, which I think is just so, so key in um, moving your life forward. Because when you believe in abundance, you believe that if good things are happening to others, they can also happen for you. And it doesn't mean that if you were skinnier, prettier, smarter, had a bigger social media following that it would happen. It just means that like you innately deserve that too, because you're a human being in this world and we all deserve the best. So with that, I hope today that this episode has really helped you dig into your own story, look at your own life, look at how can you ditch perfectionism in your life and start to trust your intuition because when you can do those two things, you can literally do anything. And I'm rooting for you and I am cheering you on. for listening today. Go leave a five-star review. If you haven't done that, we are almost to a hundred reviews, which is super, super exciting. Follow me on Instagram at underscore Kate Brown. Follow me on TikTok at Kate Brown underscore. And you can follow me actually over on YouTube as well. I'm going to be posting the recordings of my podcast episodes. If you would like to watch them and watch some of our upcoming guests as well. So I love you so, so much. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next week on the Kate Take Podcast. Bye friend.